Yo, what's going on, people? And welcome to the Super Six Podcast, episode number two. Yes, with your boy, Adi Bayarakin Femwa, a.k.a. The Beast. I'm here with my home girl, Laura Woods, a.k.a. LW. What's going on, V? Ah, good to see you again. Hey, I thought you nailed that intro. I know, I was kind of slick with it. Uh, you know what I'm saying? You've been, you've been busy this week. Yeah, a little bit, a little bit. So have you. I know. So have you. So have you. How's your week been? It's been really good. It's been, I've been up, down, left, right, everywhere in the country, covering football. If, it just feels really good to have stuff to talk about. Do you know what I mean? To see 100%. football again. It feels really good to have it all back. What about you? There's something missing with me because I'm still a footballer, first and foremost, and... I'm close but not there yet and we had our first game of the season and I wasn't able to play so of course it was bittersweet for me but other than that listen been busy I've been on the pundit trees oh I've noticed yeah you know what happens now now we are like linked together right because we keep working together I like this little link so now I get text messages saying oh have you seen him and I'm like what because I've been working I'm like I haven't seen him what do you mean my dad texted me and he said Who's that on Sky? And I was like, what do you mean? He sent me screenshots. You, it's just because you're wearing glasses. He didn't recognise you. Let me say this. I've got to throw this out there. I've got to throw this out there. See, see, I didn't know now. So I must be moving in a different realm because my glasses became a talking point like last week. So on Friday, I did the EFL first game of the season, Watford Middlesbrough. And you know, because I'm a champ player now. So, you know, I'm going to keep saying that. So I'm a champ player now. And I figured in the championship, it's a bit of a mature league. That's what I'd be hearing. Yeah. So I figured, went on Sky, put my glasses on. Nice. Oh my days. The response. I was getting people that I roll with daily said they had to double take that they couldn't see. Like, there's like, nah, man, that's not you. I was unsure. So now I know how Superman got away with it for so long. You know what I'm saying? Because Clark Kent, as soon as you put on the glasses, all of a sudden, you didn't know he was Superman. So I, I know that feeling. I shout out the the championship Superman. You know, you're seeing like you're moving in different realms and different like levels. It's almost like now you're in the championship. You've like taken it up a step higher with not just your your footballing skills, but also like your uh, your ability, your intellect. You know what? Like I'm not trying to say I wasn't intellectual prior to hitting the championship but I think the world's just catching up with me now you know what I'm saying and I think I'm playing into it so yeah man good times good times crazy memories the amount of texts and tweets I got from people saying what you said about racism was brilliant and really opened their eyes so shout out to you Bayo just for the top of that nah and I got the same back in a sense where Mm. where you were saying where we need to have these uncomfortable conversations and I, I see a hashtag kick off like that sort of thing and it was good we just need to have conversations and big up uncomfortable conversations and big up last week absolutely right here's what's coming up on the podcast this week we're going to serve each other up some hot and spicy questions in Bio's bucket mm. hey hey, <laughs> hey wait hey hey LW see why did you go so you change your tone for that I am going to lie you change <laughs> did, did, did anyone else catch that yeah she was like yeah so you know <laughs> we're going to serve up something hot and tasty sweet finger licking well you can't really say finger licking because of covid and that but you know you see, <laughs> you see what she did there anyway lw i see what you're trying to do but anyway moving on swiftly. i can't help it i don't know why i did it it's like late night radio isn't it that's like, what you're trying mm. to do it's cool say that say less let's have some late night love songs <laughs> that's what i want to do when i retire you know that, you've got it i want to go into late night love songs and be like you know what this is the menu we're supposed to be getting through this quickly right, true. anyway that's what's coming up what else what else we got do you want me to do the rest of it as well yeah, yeah, no, to be yeah, fair, yeah, yeah. Um, 
Yeah, you do it because yeah, I was just I'll chilling. We've got it. six of the best again. No, that's fine. Six. Oh, you did it anyway. Yeah, there I we know. go. What is that? It's looking at the best moments, isn't it, from the first weekend of the season? Yeah, good moments, though. Oh. Good moments. We did some pre talks of some good moments, but anyway, we're there gone. Are. And we'll be discussing this week's Super Six fixtures, and you can give us your predictions for round two. We were dreadful in round one. The money has rolled over, so you can have another chance to play for £1 million. And just remember, it's free to play. See, with all that to come, make sure you get involved in this conversation on Twitter by using the hashtag Super6Podcast and give us a follow at Super6. So talk to me, do you see, I know you did an interview with Chelsea and yeah. Lampard and all them new ballers there. Yeah. Like you got a glimpse of them, how was it? How was the vibe? It was brilliant. They won't let me see anything because when you go to the training ground, because of COVID as well, much more controlled. So you're literally only allowed in one little area, which is where you're going to do your interview. But even when there wasn't COVID, they're so careful with the media. You know what it's like around training. You're not allowed to watch training. You're not allowed to go in certain areas. They're very So let me just pause you there. No, I don't. I'm at Wickham. <laughs> we don't have that much security and we kind of allow you to see, you know, where you go high society. We don't really get that over here. So I just want to throw that out there. But I, 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 get, what you, I get what you mean. I get what you mean. Cobham's like a fort. It's beautiful as well. It was a really sunny day. So I basically sat outside on one of the training pitches, not the one that they were on, obviously, and just waited for them to all finish. And it was really interesting. So, so we interviewed Frank Lampard. He's just always excellent. You know what he's like. Like you, I always feel like I learn something when I speak to him. He was talking about all the noise surrounding the new signings and how the pressure's intensifying. This is what all the pundits are saying. He was like, look, the pressure's always been there. It always is going to be there. I get to integrate this team. It's my job to manage them, blah, blah, blah. I also interviewed Mason Mount and I'd never interviewed him before. And I thought it was wicked. Like I just thought it was it was really like really down to earth guy. Again, like really open and honest and saying, look, I actually welcome the competition. I think it's good. I think it's healthy. I want to step up to the plate as well. And he was saying that the new signings at the time, Thiago Silva hadn't even trained with them yet. So obviously he hasn't played, but like a lot of people are just coming in. So this team are like starting to integrate into each other and, and learn each other's habits and, and just get used to each other. But it felt like, just from speaking to those two, it felt like there was a really good vibe around the place. It was it was good fun, actually. Yeah, so I'm just going to put you on the spot. How do you think Chelsea's going to do? Top four. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, you said that kind of confidently, yeah? 100%. All right, cool. Kepa, maybe. They might need to switch goalkeeper, but the window hasn't shut yet. But Frank Lampard actually came out, didn't he, and said he's going to back him. He's his keeper, but... Uh. See, no, I get that. But I actually like that from him. Mm. Whatever he says behind closed doors, I think it should be behind closed doors. I think you back your keeper. Once he's your player, he's your player. Back him. And mm. I think for all, Frank looks like he's making the transition from player legend to a good manager. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Which ain't easy. So salute to him. But uh, not like I want them to do that well because I'm a Liverpool right? man. But anyway, you get me. Is there any other position on the pitch where you need confidence instilled in you more than the goalkeeper. The goalie is the most. Yeah. It is the most. And I think they've got to have an understanding that strikers can miss chances, midfielders can miss chances, miss tackles. If you make a mistake as a goalie, it's a goal, period. There's no hiding place. So I feel like they've got to understand that. Mm. Um, and you've got to constantly give them confidence. It's just, it is what it is. It's just... It's the, I, I never understand why keepers want to be keepers. So I, I've said this many times, but it is the one position where I think the mental strength has to be on a whole nother level. Yeah. So, um, yeah, man, tough mm. job. What else have you been up to outside of work? I know you're sounding a little bit under the weather, aren't you? Yeah, right? yeah. To be fair, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say I'm pushing myself, but like I've been mad busy. Um, it's good because it's not like I've got a games 
to kind of chill mm. for at the moment so I can kind of go as hard as I want and put as much into the rehab as I want and then all the, the, the outside stuff which I'm doing a lot of campaigns so we, we touched on it last week I hate being static I hate yeah. being bored so this side is it but I saw something and I was saying this to you I saw something on social media and what I do like about you in the <laughs> sense where I like how you can flip things and put it on its head so talk to me have you bought an iron? <laughs> And, no. Uh, have you bought an eye? Because oh, yeah, I ain't gonna lie, your shirt was a little bit wrinkly. No? Right. Can I just say something? Okay. Listen. You're gonna set me off again, Louis. <laughs> so I get, I get like, I get texts and uh, well, tweets and like direct messages and stuff like that all the time, and um, I usually ignore them. For some reason, this one came. I don't know the guy who sent it. it came straight through to my inbox, and it said like, uh, "You need to iron your shirt," and I was like, "Whoa, that's below the belt. That's below the belt." But it did make me laugh. But the thing is genuinely it was ironed it was ironed no there was a couple creases no, on, the it was, on the arm it was the pleats and also I was sat in a certain position where I was slightly twisted but I ironed it it was a brand new shirt I sat in my hotel room the night before like a geek doing all my homework and ironing <laughs> You know, and then I went to West Brom in an iron shirt. And then the, the camera, it was the camera's fault. It wasn't mine. All right, let me ask you a question, just yeah. off topic. Like, did it, did you see the humorous side of it? Yeah, yeah. You, you saw yeah. the humorous side yeah, of it? Yeah, that's why I tweeted it. So, funny, it? Um, I, and I, I think there's another subject that we, we will touch on and continue mm. to touch on. Um, and I don't know if we touched on it. So how do you deal with, when you get negative posts, oh, Yeah. Um, how do you deal with that? I think it depends what mood I'm in. Yeah. It depends if I'm tired as well. So obviously I work really early when I do the breakfast show, TalkSport. And um, when I started that, which is nearly six months ago now, it's flown by, I was in a much more sensitive place. Yeah. You know what you're talking about confidence, right, in goalkeepers? Confidence for a presenter is the biggest weapon you can have other than your knowledge. So if you don't have those hand in hand, you're in trouble, basically. You can't have one with the other, in my opinion. That's how I like to work anyway. So when you're not feeling confident, everything else starts to crumble. So even like stuff that you know about, like nothing works, but it's a little bit like putting diesel in a petrol. If you're not putting the right fuel in your body or you don't feel confident enough, nothing else really works. Yeah, yeah. So when I first started that job, because I wasn't feeling confident, Every little knock became like a proper jab. Yeah. It was like, oh, it was like winding me. But now I have confidence in what I'm doing and I have confidence in the way I can deliver things. And I kind of believe in it as well now. Whereas when I started, I think you can tell in your, in your voice, it's almost like when a shark can smell blood. Like that's the same with trolls. If you've got a crack, they'll find it. Yeah. Now that I have like confidence in my own ability, it doesn't affect me as much anymore. And that tweet just made me laugh. That was almost like highlighting the irony of some of the, the, the crap that you get yeah, yeah. from being a woman in sport as well. And let's not get away from it. It is like, oh, sometimes you just think, this again. It'll, like, you know, I'm, sexist comments actually don't really affect me because you see them so often. They, yeah, they, mean, yeah. they mean nothing. It's more when somebody tries to get a really personal, yeah, personal. comment. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, those are the ones that sometimes annoy me. So that one for me was just funny. That was almost kind of like highlighting. It, it was almost like a clap back to other trolls, not him. Yeah, yeah. It was more like a clap back to like all the all the crap that you send me. This one's just a basic one about iron, and it was just being ironic. Oh, ironic! <laughs> oh, you didn't she, even get it. Did I, I was so lo I was into what you were saying. So when she finished it, but that was a double on Tombla. You see that people? <laughs> it was a double on Tombla. I was so into what you were saying. I was like. I'm taking LW in. I'm going to be serious. <laughs> and then she finished with the, the iron. I, yeah, I see what you did there. I say, salute, salute, salute. 
£1 million in your account. Can you imagine? Predict six correct scores on Super 6 this week for a chance to win a huge £1 million jackpot. Download the app and play by 3pm on Saturday. Head to skysports.com forward slash Super 6 for more DLs. Right, should we get into the first feature? Yeah, come on. It's Bio's Bucket. Last week, Bio said that if he won £1 million, uh, he would buy a chicken shop. Yeah. So it inspired a couple of things, didn't it? You can see the thinking behind these guys. Yeah, I, right? see what they, I see what Smart. they're trying to do. I, I get it. I get it. School me. Talk to right. me. Here we What's go. This is him. <laughs> School me. School me. Come on, now. <laughs> so uh, we're going to help you live out your dream today, sort of. In Bio's Bucket, we're basically going to serve up each other some tasty questions taken from Bio's Bucket of fried chicken. There's literally a fried chicken bucket over there. It's got no chicken in it right wait so wait they went out did they yeah. buy the, the bucket with the chicken in it and then just left the empty bucket i've got a vision i reckon they went into the shop and they went can i have a bucket but no chicken and they were like you can't do that and they were like okay fine give us chicken and then they ate all the chicken and then they just bought the you bucket see it? but what if you reckon they did like a mission impossible so they sent Ooh. one person in first to talk to the dude while he was distracted yeah. my man went and put his hand in to get the cardboard i, I want to go with that one Wow, do you I, think that's what... I, I think they go above and beyond in this in Super 6. I'm going with that. Ah. Yeah. They are questions that have been specifically written to be awkward for us to answer. Thanks for that. <laughs> Cheers, guys. Seeing as it's your bucket, yep. you're going to pick first. I'm going to stick my hand in out here. Let me see. All right, first question. Who would you prefer to go on a night out with? Gary Neville or Jamie Carragher? And Gary, why? Gary Neville. Straight in there. Yeah? Yeah, Gary Neville. Yeah, and yeah, why? Yeah, Tell yeah. me why. Because um, I, 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 Neville's United. Yeah. You know that, yeah? I, I noticed, yeah. All right, yeah, you sure? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Carrick yeah. Liverpool. Yeah. So, all right, cool. And, and that's why. No, <laughs> no. Go on, go on. Why, 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 why? Um, in, a, in a work capacity, I don't think there's anyone better in the game than Gary Neville. So, first of all, my opinion of him is, is sky high as a pundit. I think he's excellent. And he makes you a better presenter and what I mean by that is do you ever play with players that bring your standard up to their standard 100% yeah so that's how I feel about Gary Neville when I work with Gary Neville I feel like I am like the equivalent in a presenter and I'm not obviously but it's, it, it's I don't know what it is he demands it from you do you know what I mean and, yeah, yeah. and he's so professional but at the same time what I like is I don't like to be too serious in, in what I do because I think as a presenter, there's a time and a place for that, obviously. But also, you have to have a bit of a, a personality. And he's brilliant. He's so funny. He's so, he's so educated. I mean, you could talk to him about anything. You could talk to him about social change, about politics. Football last, to be honest, is the thing that you want to talk to with Gary Neville. I just find him fascinating. But he's just funny, you know. He's, he makes me... Honestly, like, he's just so, a really good guy to be around. No, and I get that. Like, And it, it comes off the screen, I'm not going to lie. It comes yeah. off the screen when... When, when I see him and, and I've seen you two vibe together. But is that because you've already got a preconceived notion of him, so therefore you don't want to let him down, so you just up your game? Do you know what's really funny, right, is the first time I met him was, I think it was, oh gosh, I think it was like when we were doing this thing called In Off The Bar or something. It, was, it wasn't, I've worked at Sky for 11 years and it must have been about six years later. So every time I'd seen him around, the first time I did a football OB, I was sat, in like one of the trucks and he walked past the truck and I was terrified of him because you know about Gary Neville's reputation in the game like you know the organiser the sort of like the one who the, the gobby one the one who was always like leading the line not being moody but as in like not leading the line in, in footballing terms but as in like leading the movement yeah. you know like if, if anything happened Gary would be at the heart of it or be the mouthpiece for it and around Sky as well he just had this aura and he was 
you know, when he first came in, the jump that he made in punditry was huge. And everyone was just like, this is the new blueprint, basically, for, yeah, for yeah, a pundit. Yeah. So he was, yeah, he was massively on a pedestal for me. So, so I was like, right, I can't drop the ball. I can't be that person. So I would do more research. I would work harder. I would, I would make sure that, like, everything, when you're in that zone with him, nothing's distracting you. So, yeah, just naturally, you, you want to be a better professional. But he's hilarious as well. He's funny. He's right. really cool. All right, that's cool. All right, G Neville gets it. Uh, why wouldn't I go with Carragher? Uh, do you know what? You, the, this is this is awkward. <laughs> You're right. These questions are awkward. It's not that I've got a problem with Carragher at all. It sounds like you do. I've been. <laughs> I'm just finding that out there. Hey, hey, JC, yeah. No. It sounds like she does, isn't it? No. I'm just finding that out there. Like, it does. I probably... You're my hitter. You know what I'm saying? Liverpool legend and that. Oh. He's trying to say LW feels like she's got a problem with JC. I'm just throwing that out there. Sorry, over to you. I'm gone. Genuinely, I've been on nights out with both of them. The Christmas parties are amazing and those two are like the last standing always. So yeah, no, there's no problem with Jamie Carragher. It's just that Gary Neville edges it ever so slightly. Let's move on swiftly, LW. You hear me? <laughs> right, you wanna go? I'm picking one for you, yeah? Right, right. Question for Bio. <laughs> Tell us your worst dressed teammate. Ah, oh, um, worst dressed teammate. Ah, oh, he actually left us this season or um, after the playoffs. It's got to be Cedo Jimbati. He's at Oldham now. I remember I first came across him when I think I was at Northampton. He was at Cheltenham and then I signed for Wickham. He was there and he is just a bad dresser. <laughs> Like, give and, me an example. He, like, he will rock purple cordials <laughs> with green trainers, <laughs> a, a checkered multicolored shirt with a green emerald blazer with glasses, wow. and walk in like he is that guy. That's what I respect about him. I was gonna say, because he walks in like he's that guy, you know what I'm saying? But poor is poor. Whack dress senses or whack dress sense. That's all I'm throwing out there. And the worst thing is, me, I'm not even overly into the style of the mm. style thing, but I just think there's a there's just a, a, a standard living and, and look that you should just kind of kick it with. So, sorry, Cedo. Like, he's my guy. But, yeah, it's him. Worst dressed, easily. Can I ask you a question? Your manager. Yeah. Garrett. What marks do you give in his leather jacket? Do you, know, do you know the worst thing is? The leather jacket by itself, I actually like a leather jacket. Mm. So the leather jacket by itself is up there for me. It's the asomba that comes with it. <laughs> it's it's the the shirt where he's got his ham, hamburger chest out there, you know. He's got it oh. open and that. You know, he likes that. Sorry, Gaffer, you're my man 100 grand, but I've got to tell you that. <laughs> and then he'll have these jeans and then he'll have these crocodile boots. I'm like, yo... Yo, like, you have to L-I-G. You've got to let it go, Gaffer. You've got to let it go. So that's just my take. The leather jacket by itself, cool. It's just the rest of... It's just a no-no. Can I just add a side note, Gareth? I think you're fabulous, and I think your dress sense is exceptional, and I think it suits the sort of spirit that you have. Yeah? Yeah. Yeah. What she said. Right. But in reverse. <laughs> Okay, time for our second feature. This is called Six of the Best. So we're going to give our ultimate moments from the weekend's action. We're going to do three each. Last week we did debuts in football, actually. Yeah. We had notable 
debuts from the likes of Leon Knight, that was one for you, uh, Danny Rose as well, Wayne Rooney. We ended, of course, with Jonathan Woodgate for a, <laughs> a pretty dreadful debut. Yeah. Uh, this week, we're going to pick our six moments from the first weekend of the season. There were loads of goals and loads of talking points, so we're not short on this. I'll go first with my one, um, my first of three. So I went to West Brom this weekend. They played Leicester. Yeah. Newly promoted West Brom. Obviously, a couple of new signings in there. Still to get over the mark at that point. So really, I mean, it was all about Leicester. And it was the Jamie Vardy show. Scored two penalties. Their debutant, actually, considering we were talking about debutants last week, Timothy Castagne, their new wingback, um, he scored on his debut. So it was like a big moment for him. But anyway, Vardy scored two penalties. He's got this ridiculous record against West Brom. And he's also got a ridiculous record at the Hawthorns. He just loves the goal there. It just always scores there. There was a tweet that went out and it was like three things in life for sure. Death, taxes, Jamie Vardy scoring at the Hawthorns. Anyway, scored two um, penalties. And considering there were no fans in there, of course, played behind closed doors, he didn't miss out on the opportunity to, to run to the fans where they would be in the stands and cup his ears and just like a proper bit of housery. And I loved it. Uh, listen, I'm a Jamie Fardy van uh, fan. Oh, I'm a van yeah, of yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a van. I'm really a love fan. Jamie um, Fardy. I do. I love his story. <laughs> I love his story. That's, I swear. Recently, I, I heard his stat that he scored more goals than Drogba. Yeah, in 43 less games. Or oh. he's on. He's on the same amount of goals in 43 less games. Uh, and Drogba is a legend. Uh, Drogba is a legend. Who's a bigger legend? <sighs> so, oh, that's a hard one. Jogba's my guy, but Vardy will be a, a bigger legend just because of his story. And I know Jogba's probably got a story because we all got stories to tell. But what Vardy, 2005, he was a factory worker. I see that. Yeah. See, hey, let me just put this out there. Vardy, you're a boss. Yeah, you're a boss. That's coming from Beast Mode over here. You're a boss. <laughs> Certified. All right, what's your number two? I was going to go for Reese James for the goal against Brighton. Bad because boy it was a goal. Banger, wasn't it? Banger, banger. But it wasn't even the goal that I want to put in there. It was the little bit afterwards where there was like a, a, a wide shot, right? The camera replay from behind the goal. And you just saw Kante, as soon as it literally like boomed past his head, and as soon as it went and hit the back of the neck, Kante just gave a little... Just a little bit of applause. Is that what you like? Yeah, that's, I just liked it. I like those little. Saw. I like those little details. Do you know what I mean? I just like a little bit of appreciation between teammates, and it was so kind of. It's just. It was just casual the way he did it. I liked it a lot. But that would have been in there. But something better happened last night in the Carabao Cup. Bournemouth against Crystal Palace. It goes to penalties after a pretty boring game. Nine minutes of a boring game, and then the, I mean it was like fifty penalties each or something ridiculous. Yeah, kept going, it kept wasn't going, 50, kept going. It was Twelve, but say no more. Fifty sounds yeah, better. Similar, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, don't, if you if you don't tell anyone, they'll think it's fifty. Ah, uh, yeah. Let's go. Let's go so, with fifty. So it was like fifty fifty one at one point. It's incredible, really. Uh, amazing penalty shootout. Anyway, it gets to Wayne Hennessy, the goalkeeper, steps up opposite Asmir Begovic. Uh, he's about to take his penalty. The run up's massive, and yeah. up, you're thinking what. Where are, you, where are you going? Anyway, takes his run up, takes the penalty and literally hits it to the moon. Like skies it so far across the crossbar, up and above, and then reacts afterwards like it was just like minimal. Yeah. Do you know, just missed it, it by a whisker. Funny. I was there, I watched it and I was in the studio and Matt Murray said, so Matt Murray must have worked with him. So whatever he did, Matt Murray's like, yeah, he's going to go for power, but trust me, he's going to score. So he's like, yeah. So I was, like, right. was like, yeah, yeah, cool. He stepped back, like you said, <laughs> like he was going for a goal kick. And I'm talking about hit it like he was missing the ball. And if there was a fan in the crowd, 
the fun would have been finished. It was, <laughs> it was that. But this is anyway. Ah, oh, cool. I get that. Do you think he forgot? Do you think for a minute you thought he was just taking a goal kick or something? Because it was it was that far. It was that far gone. But the worst thing is I, I don't even want to talk about it because I missed a couple of pens myself. Oh, so I don't want to jump on it. But boy, whatever he was going for, it, it didn't actually work. So <laughs> it was one of them ones. What's my third one? I mean, pff, there's, there's some brilliant ones. I am going to go for Newcastle, right? So my dad's a Geordie. So Newcastle technically is in my blood, even though I'm an Arsenal fan. I always will have a soft spot for the Geordies. Their signings that they made in the window yeah. across two games. So we're talking Callum Wilson on debut. We're talking Jeff Hendrick on debut. 2-0 win for them against West Ham. I just think... Callum Wilson hitting the ground running is what the Geordies need at the moment. In the Carabao Cup, Ryan Fraser, that was his first performance, also scored on debut. So for me, that moment, I think for Callum Wilson, and he could have got a couple more actually, he should have probably got one more at least. It's like, I think it's going to be a match made in heaven. The Geordies want a striker. He likes to score goals. He's now in a team where he's getting more service because he was missing that in Bournemouth last season. I don't think it was all his fault that his goal scoring record sort of dropped out. I think he was missing a lot of that service. Brooks was injured for a while, wasn't he? Ryan Fraser's gone there with him. And there's just like a nice little connection. Do you know what else I really liked? Yeah. The front two. So, I mean, Steve Bruce afterwards came out and said... Andy Carroll starting up front with Callum Wills. There was an article basically saying that Steve Bruce has defended the fact that he played. You don't have to defend starting Andy Carroll in a game that you win 2 0. It doesn't matter. You started him and it worked. I think people question whether or not he's fit or not because he's taken a lot of injuries. Didn't really, I mean, last season when he joined, he didn't really play a lot, did he? So I just like to see it. I like to see Newcastle doing well. They've had a tough old time lately with this whole takeover yeah, business. Yeah. So, um, yeah, that was one of my bigger moments. Too. So I just even, like, of course, I'm going to have an opinion on this, but as a manager who works with his players day in, day out, if he decides to play whoever he decides, it's on him. I don't understand these people who are not there and they only see him on a game. Oh, why did you play him? The manager sees something, he stands by his decision and you live and you die by your decision. So, listen, I'm glad. I like Steve Bruce. And mm. like when you win, I don't care what anybody says, your decision is justified. Right, Bio, what are your three? I, so I'm a, I'm a little bit of a, a biased Liverpool fan. Mm. Yeah, really? just a little bit. So I'm going to go with Mo, King Mo, mm. Salah's hat-trick. I thought it was the sharpest player on the pitch. I, listen, we needed him. Leeds came to Anfield and they was not playing about. They unnerved us. We was nervous. <laughs> I ain't going to lie, I was nervous as well. 1-0 up, 1-1, 2-1 up. 2-2, two, 3-2 two, three, two up, 3-3. Three, three. I'm thinking, raw. Mm. Leeds weren't playing about, but yeah, Mo Salah come to the rescue. So I'll go with that. Number two, I always like when, like a, a happy end to a story. So Grealish signs mm. five-year contract and then goes out, plays against Burton in a cup. Yeah, scores a banger. Scores a banger. He ran the show. Um so that was another good moment. And then, listen, it's always good when captains sign long-term contracts for their team. Part of me, I've said this once already, that part of me didn't want him to sign because I'm a Liverpool supporter and, I, and that's how good he is. He, he nerves me. But Aubameyang, you know, mm. signing three years, like, he, he signed the thing. Like, I, Ian Wright, Ian Wright, made it, just signed the damn thing. He signed the thing. <laughs> so I think they're good moments for the Premier League, good moments going forward. So they're my three. 
So just to recap, my three are Jamie Vardy, Cup in His Ears, doing a bit of housery mm-hmm. at the Hawthorns at the weekend after a 3-0 win against West Brom. Then I went for Wayne Hennessy stepping up to take a penalty and sending it so far out the ground. Like, it probably ended up on the south coast somewhere <laughs> by the beach. <laughs> Sorry, mate. It was funny, though. It did make me laugh. And the other one was a good start for Newcastle in the Premier League. And actually, across the Premier League and Carabao Cup, three of their new signings all scoring on their debuts. Yeah, my three was Mo Salah's hat-trick at Anfield. We needed him. Uh, my second one was Grealish, making it the Grealish show after signing a five-year contract with Villa and scoring a banger. And then my third was, listen, the Premier League always want their best players. Um, even though part of me didn't want him to sign, was Aubameyang signing three years. So that was my three. Now we're going to do some listener questions. So oh, this one's actually quite difficult, I think. What three things or rules would you change about football to make it better? This is from Lorenzo. <sighs> Lorenzo, this is hard. Because three things. Three things. I mean, we could think of one really good one. <laughs> the, the, the interesting rule changes at the moment, I think. So when I was at the Hawthorns this weekend, one of the changes is that the line, lino doesn't lift his flag at all, even if it's offside. He waits until either the ball's gone out of play or the ball ends up in the back of the net, and then he goes, mm, offside. What? Yeah, and he does it because <laughs> he does it so that there's no confusion between the attacking team and the defending team because the defending team are waiting for the flag to go up, and if the flag goes up, they're going to stop, aren't they? But last season, it was kind of encouraged not to put your flag up. This season, they're saying, no, don't do it. But it was funny because the first moment at the Hawthorns that that happened and someone got caught offside, flag up. But you've got to... <laughs> wait, wait, what? See, I'm trying to get this. So they're saying that if there's an offside, so a, somebody runs in his offside, yeah. the lino shouldn't raise his flag. But that's why you hold your offside line to... But yeah. that, you can't listen. You wait for the consequences and then VAR will pull it back and say, no, uh, offside. That's, listen, nah. VAR plays its role where it needs to play its role. You, for me, don't tailor the whole game to VAR and mm. keep it yeah. functional how we've been. I, I, for me, I, it, it don't make no sense. And it's they're just bringing in, like, with all the troubles we had with VAR in the first time it come in, mm. now I feel they're bringing in other things to have more trouble. Like, but let's get they're past... They're trying to make it better. Uh, uh, <laughs> personally, I'll take VAR out, mm. if I'm honest. Would you? Um, I think goal line technology, perfect, simple, quick... Efficient, good for Aston Villa. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. Um, look, I get what they're trying to do. I get they're trying to make mm. less mistakes, trying to get the game better. I, I understand that, you mm. know what I'm saying. But I do think talking points are talking points, mm. and human error is human error. And I, I think the referee should be there to take abuse mm. and the linesman. So take VAR so we can go back to abusing the referee and the linesman. I might. I don't know if this is controversial or not, but um, just as a change, I might. <laughs> scrap third kits because I just think they're unnecessary it's another expense if you've got kids surely all your kids are like get me a third kit get me this kit nah 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 I've got five kids they can't they need one kit one kit each this is what I mean so remove the temptation right what's the point in having a third kit what do you mean temptation I am the adult (laughs) no is no just find that out there. Is this how you parent? Yes. What? Really? What? I had no idea. Oh, no is I no. Push over. No, no, no. I talk a, I talk a big game. <laughs> 
when, when I, my, especially with my girls. I was going to say, if one of your little girls says, yeah, look, Dad, that Manchester it. United, that third kid. Yeah, never Manchester United, <laughs> never. What did you think of that, by the way? You see it, the stripey one. Yeah, not a fan of it. Uh, to be fair, I'm not, I think every year they just, kits just get bolder, crazier. Mm. Uh, so I, I'm a traditional brother, you know, I like yeah. old school, just right. keep it functional. I've got one for you, actually, in terms of things you might want to change. What about FIFA, FIFA ratings? Oh, <laughs> all right. So, okay, so I like how you did that. I like how you led on to that. Yeah. <laughs> my FIFA rating just came out. Um, I don't want to toot my own horn, but... 12 years strongest footballer in the world, universe, galaxy. If Thanos came, I'd be able to take him down <laughs> and that, just find that out there. So, um, but yeah, listen, it's getting touchy. It's getting touchy with the whole, what's your take? As a presenter, mm. so I'm sure you've done segments where you've yeah, yeah, yeah. given people their FIFA score. Mm-hmm. What's your take on it, on how players take towards their overall rating? FIFA have nailed the PR stakes in this. So basically, you know what's going to happen. FIFA aren't going to give you an excellent card because you're going to go, yeah, no, thanks very much. I am brilliant. But if they undermark you on any of these individual things that you're like, hold on a minute, my pace is better than that or I'm in this, then obviously you're going to be all over on social media. Lukaku's fallen foul to that. Yeah. That's what they want. That's why they do it. I didn't think think of it like that. Um, (laughs) And it's funny because somebody said, does it mean a lot? to you and it's I guess and you're always a kid even when you're an adult you're always a kid so you can always remember playing the game when you're a kid so as you get older you still want that kind of validation from the game that's FIFA it is it's the it's the pinnacle game in it it's what it is so when you don't get the marks that you feel like maybe it hurts because you're like well no man you're disrespecting me you know what I'm saying like Ever try and give me under 97 strength? You're disrespecting me. I'm, this is what I'm letting them know. So Lukaku did not hold back. <laughs> and that was real. But I felt the pain through his text. I felt the anger through his tweet. Mm. Like, but, but it, it, look, it, it means, it means that people keep saying boys and their toys and that. Like, FIFA is, like, it, it means some stuff. So when you undervalue us, it's a problem. And that's where people keep saying, who's sitting there making these marks and that be like hey you've been watching my games like <laughs> so nah man um, would I change it yeah some uh, but at the, at the end of the day listen I'm old enough now to take take it for what it is um, I'll take it for a bit of fun as long as they never take away my my title all the rest I'm good with and look it's got us talking again about it hasn't it they're we're good doing man. It again we're doing it again good what they do man alright if you want to get involved and send questions our way you can follow us on twitter at super6 using the hashtag super6podcast So now we're at the business end. It's time for our Super 6 score predictions for round one. If you don't know yet how to play, have a listen to this. Download the Super 6 app, create an account and play for free by predicting the scores of six chosen matches to be in with a chance to win £1 million this week. And remember, it is free to play. £1 million. £1 million. million. There was no winner last week, actually, so the prize is still £1 million. Simon Tucker managed to score 27 points. That's five correct scores and one correct result as well. He bagged him five 
£5,000. That's a consolation prize. And an extra £1,000 for getting five correct scores. So not bad for a day's work. The only game Simon got wrong was Crystal Palace v Southampton. He predicted 2-1 and it finished 1-0 at Zaha. Good cross actually from Andrew Townsend as well in that one. Two players actually managed to get 27 points, but Simon had the closest golden goal. He predicted it to be scored in the sixth minute and it was scored in the 13th. So he wins the consolation prize. That's how that works. Also, you can invite your friends to join Super 6. And if any of your mates that you invite go on to win the jackpot, you, just by inviting them, win £25,000. I can buy a lot of chicken, you know. <laughs> you can. Anyway, buy how'd you get on last week? Yeah, yeah. I was I thought a steady start, you know what I'm saying? Fourteen minus ten. That was my score. Um Listen, I'm yeah. not gonna have a go at you because I was always four. Yeah, no, we four four. What we it's like we're doing things together. What's I know, going on? It's quite sweet, isn't it? Yeah. We've yeah, both yeah. been rubbish in tandem. Yeah, yeah. I, rubbish is a, a strong word. Wow. Let's say slow starters. Yeah, that's right. You know what I'm saying? But quick thing. So yeah. if Simon had predicted one nil, yeah. he would have won the milli. Yeah, I know. He was two goals off winning one million pounds. Simon. Jeez. Sorry, Simon, mate. Simon could have bought me something. Anyway, Si. Anyway, next week. Next week, next week. We've got got loads more weeks to play, to be fair. Right, last week we talked about what we'd buy ourselves for one million pounds. Buyer said a chicken shop and a Lamborghini. And I said I'd buy a load of dogs, a dog's home to be specific. Yeah, you did. I know. I found out about you last week. That you was a dog lover. You know what I mean? I'm softy. Ah, all right, so I'm going to fight to you. So let's flip it. So if you had a Billy, what would you buy me? And then I I would think what, what what I would buy you. I would buy you the biggest gym known to man. Oh. So you can just keep pumping up those muscles, keep working on your fitness, keep strong and so you don't lose that ultimate strength. I can take that both ways, though. I can take it that you feel like I need to fix up a little bit more. But you want to go on it that... No, you, I want it, it to be... Me. I just want you to have luxury facilities. You know what? I like that. Yeah. I'm going to go to the head. I think I'm going to... I would buy you the the Bachelorette Mansion. <laughs> yes. And the whole production crew to it. And then I'll have like 12 bachelors come and then try and pick for your love. <laughs> That's what I would buy you because... Because you my people, then. i got to make sure you're happy. So that's what I get. I, that's what I got for you. Bam. I love that so much. I, I got could, you. I want you to do that. But you I, know, I'm so fussy. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So you get to pick and we'll get to put them through and I'll sit there and I'll be one of the co-hosts with you. Oh. And I'll be like, so, LW. And this dude here, his name is Charlie. Yeah. So Charlie, where would you take LW out on the first date? Charlie, what are your intentions? Exactly. Yeah. And then he'll come with the bar and you'll be like, nah, Charlie. <laughs> L-I-G it. So we have to let him go. So that's what I'll do if I had the Millie. So Hey, that's another show, isn't come it? Come on, you already know. All right, all right, sign me up. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to do our predictions now. For round one, like I just said, we didn't get on too well. For round two, we're going to go through them now. So these are our Super 6 predictions. Okay. Leeds v Fulham. Two promoted teams by Yeah. Um, I'm going Leeds win. I think Leeds are going to win 3-1. Mm of the confidence of the momentum at Anfield and then they're back at Ellen Road mm. I'm going to say 3-1 Leeds I'm going to say Fulham of Mitrovic starting uh, it might change the scoreline a little bit but if he doesn't I'm going to go along with you actually I think they looked pretty frail in the opening week I know it was against Arsenal and Arsenal looked good but uh, I'm going to say Leeds let in goals actually don't they I'm going to say it's going to be another high scoring game 3-2 to Leeds alright 3-1 me 3-2 you alright what about you, Middlesbrough, Bournemouth? Borough, Bournemouth. 
Do you know what? With Bournemouth, considering they've lost a lot of players, mm, Barra sort of mm, Barra a bit ropey as well at the moment, aren't they? Mm. Uh, do you know what? I'm gonna say one all for that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, I watched Barra against Watford. Warnock knows what he's doing. Um, I do think Bournemouth is gonna shade this one, so I'm gonna say two one Bournemouth. All right, Sheffield Wednesday against Watford. I know Josh Windass, Jordan Rhodes scored in their last fixture and I think that's important because they, they didn't start in a Carabao Cup game actually. They started with two midfielders up front week before last, I think it was. I think if you get those boys involved, mm, Watford without Troy Deeney, without loads of players actually, loads, aren't they? 11 first-team players are, mm. are, are not available at the moment. It's really hard, that one actually, because I want to say... I want to say Sheffield Wednesday, but then you know what? Watford on their day. Oh, I yeah. don't know. Do you know what? 1 0 Watford. <laughs> Just go back on everything I said. <laughs> you know what? I I watched Watford Middlesbrough and then I watched Watford in the Cup. I think they've got the best squad in the league, but with their players being injured, um, I think Sheffield Wednesday is going to edge this one. So I'm going to say Sheffield Wednesday 2 1. Mm, okay. Norwich, Preston, North End. I'm going to go straight in here and say 2 0 Norwich. I see Preston in the cup. Um, I'm going to say 1-1. Mm, okay. Brentford-Huddersfield. That's a tough one, actually, because Brentford obviously said goodbye to Ollie Watkins, who scored on his debut for Aston yes. Villa, by yes, the way. I think he's going to be a proper baller for them, actually. Yeah, so do I. Mm. So do I. Um, Huddersfield, I ask Brentford. Do you know what? I'm going to say, for this one again, I'm going to say 2-0 Brentford. Um, I'm going to be with you. I think Brentford's going to... They, they lost their first game of the season. Um, so... I think like they're gonna they're gonna jump back, but I think Huddersfield will score, so I'm gonna say two one Brentford. Mm. What are you saying about Swansea Birmingham? <sighs> Birmingham beat Brentford in the first game of the season, uh, bring some confidence. But then I think Swansea also won their first game, and Swansea's one of our former teams. So I am going to say both teams will score. So I'll say two one Swansea. I'm gonna flip that and say two one Birmingham. Okay. Okay, okay. There you go. All right. There you go. Right, just enough time for one more listener question. I quite like this one. Have there been any positive aspects to sport for taking a break in the past three to six months that could continue should normality return? So basically, once everything goes back to normality, is there anything that you would take out of the last three to six months that we've learned in these kind of like COVID times? Yeah, listen, I feel that it showed the appreciation of sports, the inclusiveness of being together. That's what I've loved. I love that because we've had so much time on our hands, we've talked more. Mm. And I think talking is always the first and foremost step that you need to take. I love the fact that I feel sport has an aspect in the world where it brings us all together. It's a focal point. So even when you're talking about the, the kneeling down, um, I, I think that's a beautiful thing. I think we need to continue to do that in the sense where it literally just, again, promotes unity it promotes conversation so that's what I've taken from the three to six months of sports being away and now it's coming back and then of course it's just that excitement that positive energy which I believe we we all need so that's what I've taken for the 
the, the sport's being away and now it's back. So man, long may it continue. Long may we stay unified and long may we continue to try and be and do better. Mm. We'll listen to these podcasts in like 20 years time and we'll be looking back on this time when COVID was happening with disbelief that, that any of this um, football in general, sport in general, managed to even get back started. Yeah. And then eventually when we get the fans back in as well, that's what I keep thinking about. I just keep envisaging, like I go to these games, Bio, and I know I'm privileged to go there. I know that. And I sit in these empty stands and I watch these football games and I lose track of time. The players come out and I'm like, what are you lot doing? And then I'm like, oh, it's, it's like kickoff is in two minutes. You can't feel anything. You can't feel any anticipation. And, you know, normally at a, at a game, I know exactly what time it is because I can tell with the fans as they start filling up. I can tell from like the atmosphere builds. I don't have to look at my watch to see what time it is and that kickoff's happening. Now they wander out into the pitch and you think they're lost for a second and they look like they're lost, you yeah. know. They go, they start, they play. You know what it's like. It's, it misses its heart, doesn't what, it? Exactly. And you know what for me shows is the power of energy. And I feel, you know, when people use the word energy, some people are confused with it. But when you go into a football team or sorry, a football club or football game, you feel the energy. Like it's just, be it whatever, it, the excitement, the players know in the sense where, say if they're holding on to 1-0 or they're trying to get back in, you can feel the energy, you can feel the anticipation, you can feel the nervousness. It's that energy which you miss. And that's the thing where... I won't say it's soulless because the players are still out there, the staff still out there. You're, but there is something missing. There is the soul that is missing, and that I'm with you. When we can get the fans back in, it's just it's going to be a beautiful thing. It's going to be amazing, isn't it? Okay, there you go. If you want to get involved and send a question our way, follow us on Twitter. It's at Super Six, and you can use the hashtag Super Six Podcast as well. That is it for another week. I can't believe that's week number two. That's week number two. Bing. I know, man. Done. I'm loving this, man. I'm loving this. I'm Thank not going to lie. Thank you. Thank you for everyone that's listening and everyone that is tweeting us as well. We see you, actually, um, and we are grateful that you're listening. You can get involved as well. You can like and subscribe. That way you stay up to date yep. with Super 6. Every time something comes out, you get a little notification. Bing. Uh, you can join the conversation, like I say, on Twitter. Hashtag Super 6 Podcast. Follow us at Super 6. We're going to be back next week with more fixtures, more things to chat about. We'll probably be off topic a little bit more as well, Bio. That's what we got to do, man. Come on now. We're, we're rebels of a cause. <laughs> <laughs> Pleasure. See you later. Peace and love. <laughs>